In this episode of School of Love, we discuss labels. Do we like them? Hi. I don't know. Hi. What? Hi. Hello? Who is? Why? Why? It's me, Melanie. Did you get my email? We don't get emails. Yeah, it's yeah. too early in yes, the game. Yes, you do. School of Love podcast at Gmail, right? Hold on. Alice? Where's Alice? Do you want to read it or should I read it? What? I can do the voice. It's by email. Oh, it's you. <laughs> it is me. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Hi, friends. I appreciate that this episode starts out by talking about toilet paper. This is about your last episode, by the way. Mm. Alice, you were not offended by Michelle's explanation of anti-soulmates enough. If not for yourself, then for me, who is the anti-soulmate who doesn't agree with that statement about myself. And uh, Michelle... You what you saying? You saying I'm not safe? Is that what that is that what that was? What does that mean for me? Who's your anti soulmate? It's like you ever see Kim Possible? Yes. Alicia is like Ron Stoppable, and you're like Shigo. <laughs> okay, you know what? I, I actually like that. <laughs> She's a dangerous woman, everybody. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone's having a great lunch. Um, if anyone's having the chili cheese fries, I'll just bring them back. Yeah, just don't ask any questions. Or throw them away, yeah. Throw them away now. Thank you. Enjoy your lunch. Hi, I'm Michelle. Hi, I'm Alice. We're here to learn too, but our teacher is just late constantly. So we're going to start the class without them. But um, keep in mind, we don't know anything about love. Yeah, you'll see. I mean, we know a little bit. We get average grades. It doesn't matter. Just get your notebooks out. We're just going to start. Hi, good morning. For real this time. Hi, good morning. Hi, good morning. Oh, who's that? We have a guest today. What? Oh, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How's it going? Welcome to our little bubble. Mm. We're, let me be clear. We are not in the same room and we are very much outside of each other's bubbles. Welcome to our metaphorical friendship bubble. Okay. Metaphorical friendship bubble I can do. Our, is our friendship metaphorical? The bubble is metaphorical. The friendship is real. Yeah, the friendship is real. Real and solid. Hi. State your name and your case. My name is Melanie Germain, and I we you were my boss, and now we are friends. And I like what else do you want to know? Yeah, I do want to know how you guys met. Okay, well, Michelle, quickly. I oh, really okay, so okay, she's gonna go. This is actually thanks to my friend Callan, uh, because she wanted me to get a job in New West in order to be closer to her so that I could just pop in whenever I wanted. So she sent me the Pandora's locks. What was what it? A job job thing. They're like, hey, we need to hire a person. And I was like, oh, OK, well, I guess I guess I'll apply for this. And then I did. And then I I went for the interview and apparently I wasn't the first choice. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. But then they like settled for me. Um, but also while I was talking to Brian, who's the owner, Michelle was just like around. She didn't say anything. She had a lot of Red Bull on her. And uh, yeah, like a, a friendship sparked from that. I have said this already uh, yes. many times, but the first time we met, I did assume that I would have to like fight her at some point. Yeah. Keep in mind, my entire bloodstream was just filled to the brim with caffeine. 
I don't know if I made zero eye contact or all the eye contact in the world with Melanie when we first met. <laughs> I think you were eye contacting, but then also not saying anything. So it's just like, I'm just going to focus on this guy. <laughs> I think I yeah. just zoned out on her face. All right. Because <laughs> I was still doing work, technically. You were still doing work. Yeah. And then there was like, I thought you were really interesting. And then you didn't like food or you didn't eat out or something. And that was one time I came by just to say hi. And you said you hadn't eaten yet. And it was like two o'clock. And I was like, do you want me to go get you food? And you were like, what? 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 <laughs> and then I asked you out for dinner one time and you were like, no. And then eventually you said yes. And then we went for Vietnamese food. She asked me out like three, four, maybe five times. Yeah. Actually. I can't believe you kept trying. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Good on you. She's got to eat. I got to eat. And then like we chatted and stuff. And then I finished my dinner and then I would watch her eat. because <laughs> She's <was> really slow. <laughs> Amazing. Melanie, when you first met me, mm -hmm. I know we shouldn't generalize, but did you think I was completely straight? No. Oh, that's very great <sighs> news for me. Mm -hmm. I always thought I came across as like really incredibly straight. Uh, Do you hate that? Uh, yeah, a <laughs> little bit. I mean, I get it, but like also, come on. You say that you dress straight. I, I kind of disagree with that. Oh, it's so gay. Right? Well, not right now. Oh, Michelle. I dress. Oh, the suspenders, please. Okay. That's... I think it's because you talked about boyfriends that I was like, oh, all right. Oh, mm. I guess there's some street in there. And then eventually you started talking about girlfriends and I was like, oh, okay. I was kind of right. Oh, so you immediately assumed that there was a little gay in there. I don't think anybody in the world is like 100% gay, like straight. How about 100% gay? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, okay, so if we're going by percentages, God, I hate, I can't apply a number to it. Let's do it anyway. I would say like... 20% straight, 80% gay. Oh, why don't you just say you're bisexual? Oh, I'm bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's very confusing, though, because growing up, you know, upbringing, straight. Uh, and then you move on, life happens, and then uh, I'm like, oh, wait, I'm gay. And then I just tell everybody that. And then more life happens, and then I go, oh, wait. I'm not completely just 100% gay. Why be tied down to... A label? A label. Really? Yeah. I know. That's why I struggle so hard with it. Um, also, it's fluid, so it just helps other people understand me. But, I mean, I understand myself completely, so I don't need a word attached to it. Mm -hmm. Yes. There was a little moment in time where I did identify as asexual or somewhere in the spectrum there. Mm -hmm. Was that a mistake? I wouldn't call it a mistake. I never would. A mislabel. I don't know if it even was at the time. I don't know if it was a maybe mislabel you, at the maybe time. You, hey, Hi. if High School Musical has taught us anything, is that oh you could God. be two things at yep. the same time. Yeah. So. Yeah, Troy taught me everything I know. You could be bisexual and then also be on the spectrum of asexual. I could be biromantic asexual. I could be... Oh my god, yeah. Well, we don't micro-label here. Okay. Micro-labeling is over. As I've been told that by you. doesn't Aggressively. <laughs> it doesn't matter because labels are always made for other people to understand who you are, right? Exactly. They're for other yes. people. They're not for me. Right. Yeah. Fair. Anyway, Absolutely. maybe a year or so from now, I, it might change again. 
that's fine because yeah, more life is gonna happen more then... life is gonna happen oh gosh yeah. um did you think melanie was straight not in the slightest <laughs> I've been told that I give off vibes. Yes. 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 When I first met Melanie, she sat down and I said, that's a gay sit. <laughs> and then. Which one was it? Like she was still very like sitting job interview polite ish. But there was just it was just there were gay it, vibes. I'm sorry. That has that has everything to do with the layout of the place. Oh, OK. And then also as I started training Melanie she exuded a level of confidence that i think that that unseen and straight no people. Well, it's yeah. just like most you were like gay confidence you know yeah you wear it well oh thank you <laughs> um, you wear I think it well that lesbians exert a specific kind of confidence that i don't think a straight person can pull off in the exact same way and it's hard to explain but you it, know what that's very mm -hmm. true because michelle has that kind of confidence you know, when she walks in a room. No, you know, stop you have making that. fun of yeah. me. <laughs> Since we're making a generality, then I'm guessing we should talk about your... Thank you. I do exude that confidence. No, um, it was, uh, I think, the level of eye contact. But I think that's just because you're an actor. Mm -hmm. And also you were trying to read me uh, I deeply. And you were not and succeeding. And I listen. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Since there were no words, she had to read within your soul, so... Yeah, mm -hmm. I was all business mm -hmm. in the first moments we met each other. All um, business. So then I asked a mutual friend of ours if you were gay. And then they were like, no, you're completely wrong. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. And I questioned my entire life. <laughs> it's I'm it happens a lot for me. Hmm. So, I mean, but I wouldn't. Oh, gosh. Like, I've had this conversation so many times. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine basically said, like, you're at least 30% gayer than you think you are. And you're already 10% gay, I think. So oh. <laughs> maybe like a 40-60 split or something. But like mostly in the way I dress, in the way I act, and the way I sit, I guess. Now that you know, <laughs> careful with your sitting. Yeah, now that I know, I'm like, you know what? This, yeah, okay. I I'll give you that, sure. Beware. Be aware. Um, I feel like you've been on a journey this year because last year I learned about you as a straight person. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like the more I've learned, then every time there was new information. Mm -hmm. um, would you say that's true, that you've like been on a sexuality journey this year? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always knew, but people kept telling me different stuff. And I was like, okay, I guess, I guess you're going to well, no, like, as that. I actually, I identify more as like on the spectrum of asexuality okay. and I've always felt that way. But like when I say that people then ask questions. So it's just easier to say, yeah, I'm straight, you know, interesting. Oh, okay. um, I've done like no research about asexuality. I basically had a conversation with my friend where we were like, let's try and figure out what, what you are, what your label is or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they told, uh, they, they told me about demisexuality. And I was like, that's probably it. Because I have been in a relationship where I've been deeply in love and like mm -hmm. fucking horny and shit like that. But like, it's very rare for me and it doesn't happen very often. Okay. So it's just always easier to keep it less complicated. Yeah. Cause again, like if you're creating a label, it's because someone tries to understand who you are, right? Yeah. So people are like, 
every time that has happened to you it was someone being like oh can you please describe who you are and let's find out what you are but you were you were always like mm-hmm. i'm comfortable with who i am i know what i like yeah I know what i feel it doesn't like my label doesn't really matter to me yeah but if i were to have to label yes, yes. it would fall under that spectrum okay. if i'm being completely honest okay so the the reason why i say straight though is also because i've never had that feeling with a woman either oh and i don't like when i think about it i don't really see it happening but i'm open to explore and see where my thoughts and my you know feelings take me i think that that's a great mindset to have i don't like the idea of putting yourself in a little box and being like this is me and this is me forever yeah and i mean you don't have to make the rest of the world comfortable with who you are Mm-hmm. It's more so just your own opinion of yourself. It would just be nice if everyone with, was comfortable with who you are. It would be nice. Of being angry about mm-hmm. it. Interestingly enough, as soon as you were like, oh, to be honest, like this is how I, how I feel. I never understood you, who you are better than, than when you were putting labels that I My like, labels that wrong. I put on myself weren't working for you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my God, this is... A... Too straight. Too, Too straight. straight. She's saying straight. I don't... Mm. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think so. Well, when I was told that you were straight, I never questioned it. I don't think everyone is 100% straight. Yes. There's always a little bit, whether it's the way they sit or the way they dress. Listen, I roll the, the cuffs of my jeans, and apparently the the lesbians have taken that. So, <laughs> like, and I do it. So what does that mean for me? It means that I must be a little bit gay. No, you know, it just like, means freedom for the ankles. Oh don't tell me I'm wrong, okay? That's so very true. No, it's amazing. It's so very true. The moment you roll the sleeves of a short shirt, shirt like the short sleeve shirts, the moment mm-hmm. you roll those and the t-shirts, that yeah, the lesbians have taken that as well. Listen, I but I and I like that look. Mm. So like, what does that mean for me? Nothing. It just means you like the look. It means I belong nowhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I had so many questions about like what uh, you identified as, and then you explaining it right now and taking the time to explain it without putting a label on it explained it so well to me that now I fully understand. Oh. Awesome. So you like trying to like, I guess, make it easier by being like, oh, I'm straight. Yeah. Confused me more than just you like taking the time. That was really well said. And it like explained everything to me and like how you feel. It was really understandable. Oh, well, nice. Great. Awesome. Glad that worked out. Oh my God. We know each other like a little bit better now. I know. Um, Oh my gosh. This is so great. Like, okay. And what, see this posture thing that I'm doing, is this, is this really gay? Like, I don't know. (laughs) No. Well, in in a way. See, because at this point, I just kind of question everything that I do now. It's like, I know that I let off these, these vibes to people and I'm like, but what am I doing? I'm just being me. So you know? the thing about gay people is sometimes when they speak, they speak with their neck. And I notice that you do that a lot. Yeah. Not right now because I'm no, quite you're stiff injured. Still. I'm injured. But... I'm sorry. They speak with their necks? Yeah. So I don't because I just don't have that much energy just in general. <laughs> um, but they like they talk like this and like blah, blah, blah. David from Schitt's Creek. Okay, gay men. Uh, that does not translate mm. well in podcast form, but <laughs> oh, okay, it's mannerisms. Oh yeah, mannerisms, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, Melanie yeah. has all of them, all of them, oh. all the gay ones. <laughs> okay, so in terms of uh, sexuality and fashion, Alice, do you find yourself dressing a certain way to uh, send a message? That sounds threatening, but I'm not going to reword it. I've tried to dress more feminine 
actually, because I want it to be gay, but not because of the way I dress. Mm-hmm. You're you're trying not to fall into the label or the stereotype, yes. so you were dressing more feminine. In high school, I was dressing the same way my friends were dressing, so I was surrounded by skinny, straight uh, girls. So that did not work out for me very well. And then after high school, I just started just doing my own thing and then just gave up the trying to be girly. I never liked dresses, never liked skirts. I never wore that. No one really forced me to wear anything. Like even like my mom never like tried to dress me or whatever. She's always telling me to do whatever I want. Um, But I tried to do that for myself just because I wanted to be gay, just not by my appearance, but just because I felt like it was who I am. But yeah, it never worked out. I just gave it up. I was like, what does it matter? Who are you trying to prove anything to? Like, even to yourself you can like great good for you if you look gay too like at least like men will try and talk to you i think that's Mm -hmm. see that's funny because for me it's more of like the way i dress is a repellent towards men i guess (laughs) 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 so but i'm also like my most comfortable self so you know what can i do but also are you sure that you would want to be with a man who um would only be attracted to you because you're girly, you know? No, I would probably hate that, so. And again, I was like, you would want someone who's attracted to you for who you are, not who you're trying to be, so stop trying to do whatever you're trying to do. My theory for this kind of thing is, like, I'm just going to be who I am, and I'm going to see who likes me, you know? Mm -hmm. As opposed to trying to be somebody for someone else just hasn't worked (laughs) (laughs) i think i deliberately tried to dress more more gay especially when i like first start when i first came out to me you gave off some i'll say gayish vibes but from what i've been told you don't dress like a gay person and that's coming from your own mouth so what 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 do you think is going on here a lot of my clothes i get from my sister because she's like this doesn't fit me anymore here Mm -hmm. and i hate going shopping been there yeah so and my sister's a straight woman right so i just wear that yeah, but you put it on very gaily you gotta roll up those jeans like those the your sweater that you're wearing right now why haven't you tucked up the arms yet i'm cold come on <laughs> yeah but like where's the beanie you inside the arms I don't like showing my arms because it's they're very dangerous in, in the way that they're like not beefy but sharp. <laughs> what? So we have people from different. Uh... I'm sorry. What is Alice? Oh, sorry. What is Alice? Alice, oh, continue. Um, I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna percentage it. I'm gonna say I'm 99% gay. I'm leaving the one percent for that one beautiful, uh, probably bi man mm. that I will one day meet. Mm -hmm. and yes but it will not matter because i am um in my heart married so Mm -hmm. so what we have here in our little uh what what did we call it metaphorical friendship friendship bubbles Mm -hmm. we've got a oh gosh if we're gonna use labels yeah we've got a bisexual we've got an asexual person we've got a gay person and now we're gonna make a test in the description below and you guys can take a test and find out who you are in the name of the bi the a and the super gay (laughs) oh my god (laughs) amen that's amazing oh my god t-shirts no i have to make that into the jingle that's the jingle (laughs) i have a question for the asexual person 
Mm. Sorry, do you not want to be? We're not. Uh, I have a question for Just Melanie. Just say Melanie. Label, she has a label. 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 It's it's not important to me, but I do understand that like a lot of people place importance on on fitting into you know a category. I think it helps people feel comfortable. Yeah. And it helps them know that people can relate to them. Yeah. Like personally, I don't care. So like label away if you if you want to or, or or not, you know. Okay, here's my label for you. It's the name Melanie. Cool. Melanie. Yeah. What's up? As a person who identifies under the uh, asexual umbrella, how can you tell the difference between a romantic attraction and a platonic attraction? Um, I get horny. <laughs> yeah. Elaborate, please. Yeah, I um, because uh, like it's only happened once where I've I've really been sexually attracted to someone. Yeah, like when I'm when I've been like. Because I, I knew them for a really long time. We basically spent every night that we worked together, we would stay and we would talk and we would chat and we would like, you know, have a great time and stuff. And for me, it was just it was just platonic until one day something changed in me and I was I saw them in a completely different way. And that I haven't had strongly you know like i've had you know like when you're watching tv and like you've you've been watching this show for a really long time and suddenly you feel like you know them really well and you're like yeah okay mm -hmm. i want this person to step on my face but like it's a very mild thing compared to the romantic love which was i want to be with this person all the time and i want to be with yeah i want to be intimate with them it's very rare for me. Okay, but would you be in a relationship with someone you're not physically attracted to? Like, if under that spectrum of asexuality, would you be interested in being in a relationship that looks platonic? Like, to the, what, to the world. Like, would you be in a relationship where you engage in no sex at all? I have that with my friends. Yes. That's where that's where we're confused. Like a life partner, is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, I'd be open to that. I think... The question is, where do you draw, I guess, the line in what becomes a romantic relationship between platonic? Because for me, it's like, well, there's this there's sex, mm -hmm. which you can also have sex with someone you're not in love with. But I guess it's something you feel within yourself. It's not something you can explain to someone the difference between like when you have romantic feelings for someone. So I have a friendship with somebody where I where like we both consider it like a romantic platonic relationship. Mm -hmm. where this person is very important to me and I love them very much. And like we cuddle and stuff. And uh, like, I'm, I'm naturally a very touchy feely person to people that I care about. It's, I don't mm -hmm. find that a very, that that's why I, we say romantic platonic. Okay. Also they're married. So that the, like the, to have a partner in life mm -hmm. with somebody I'm romantically platonic with I can see it happening if they're unattached and they mean a lot to me and I love them. Mm -hmm. But for the, the intimacy levels that some people look for just don't match up with what I'm looking for. Okay. A lot of the times. And I feel like I need to be wooed. Yes. And I don't know if it's, if it's this city, because when I was traveling, I was actually getting wooed quite a bit. But here, I, I don't, there's just no romance. I want romance if I'm going to have like a true partner in life, like somebody I would marry, you know? Yeah. Did that make any sense at all? <laughs> it did. 
Well, I just think you fall into the umbrella of people saying that Vancouver is horrible for dating. Let's just. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> As a person who dates around Vancouver a lot, uh, I disagree. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's beauty in everybody. And I think everybody is genuinely oh, interesting. Oh, don't. Oh, Michelle, me. No, it was beautiful. Oh, okay. Yeah, but thanks. like some somebody who's like, I'm, I'm sure that there are really lovely people in this city and they are genuinely interesting. But that doesn't mean that they're necessarily right for you. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, <laughs> well, isn't if you're trying to find that one person that no one is right for you, but everyone's interesting, you're like, okay, well, I have a city full of friends. <laughs> I can have a city full of friends. I'm okay with that. If if the opportunity just happens to land in my lap one day, then cool, great. But for now, it's just like, it's fine. And I also think that I can just, if I really wanted to, I could fall in love with anybody because everybody has complex thoughts and feelings. But that, but that doesn't mean that that person is right for you. You're like, I can fall in love with anybody. What if it's the wrong person? What if after you date, they're, they, they, they change well, then because you, you didn't go. know them well enough? And then you got to find ah, somebody else. But you made yourself fall in love with them. I mean, I'm not going to. It's not like a thing I can just like dive into just because I feel like it. There has to be something else there. And I'm just saying, depending on the person, sometimes you don't have to dig as far to find that. But you think it's okay to dig for love? To what for love? Oh, dig for love? Dig. Yeah. No, I, I said have dick a... for love. <laughs> I know. I heard dig for love, too. Uh, I don't know. For some people, maybe. Uh... <laughs> um... Looking for love. Penis out. Woo. I like the idea that um, sometimes love can be effortless, but... I don't know. It really just depends on the person. If I feel a connection, but then I have to work for it, that's something that I might choose to do. Sometimes it's not something I choose to do. Mm -hmm. I'm also not like a one night stand person. Mm. So I do like the emotional yes. bond, but that comes easily and quickly sometimes. Most times, actually, when I meet a new person, I just don't think it's that complicated. So digging involves muscle. And with your <laughs> tiny arms. Some, I love analogies, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for some people, digging isn't as difficult for others. And I feel like I, I might have a little bit of muscle in this in this situation. Yeah, it's interesting because for me, I never looked for anyone ever. The first time I had sex, I was 22. And like now I never dated anyone before. I technically never had a first kiss. Like, my first times were like all of them were with Thea. I had had crushes on girls before, but like I never actively looked for love. Everyone was like, Alice, you're gay, just go on Tinder, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, like I feel like I know I'm going to meet that person when I'm not looking for it, it's just going to happen to me. And like I wanted to have a genuine, I guess, a meet cute mm. that would talk yeah, to me. I have a question, Alice. Yeah. Okay. So how did you know you had a crush on somebody uh, versus? if you just really liked somebody as a friend? This, that's very obvious it's, to me. Is it obvious to you? Yeah, like there's like the the, the sexual part. Oh, Like okay. the attraction, the sexual attraction you get for someone. I would never get a sexual attraction for, for a friend. Mm -hmm. um, I could wow. sometimes <laughs> find someone really on us, Michelle. <laughs> Ouch, Alice. Um, there is the occasional, I have a friend, I find them hot and... Yeah, but that passes really quickly. 
mm-hmm. whatever you do with the feelings that you have, either you pursue them or not. And then that changes. Like I've had like some people I started being friends with because I, I thought they were hot or cute or whatever. And then I was like, you know what? I don't think this would turn into anything. And I just like gave up on those, on that part of the feelings, the feeling like the attraction I had for them. And then just like began a friendship. Like mm-hmm. that was a decision I made within myself, like whoever they were or whatever. I was like, you know what? I don't think, I don't see this happening. Like, mm-hmm. like you say, like you have to dig for something. Like I, I didn't feel like digging for that. I didn't feel like I, I wanted the relationship. So I was like, you know what? No, like, I would rather be friends with them. So you just give that up pretty quickly. And then there's those people where you can't give it up no matter how much you want. And that's for me, that's when you know you're crushing on someone. Because when you're like, um, I'd rather be friends, it just doesn't go away. Mm. And that's when you're like, like either like falling in love or getting attached to someone. That's when I could see the difference between, I guess, a friend and then someone I'm attracted to. Mm-hmm. What we need on this podcast right now is like a hypersexual person. Like I'm very sexual, but I was, I never looked for it yeah like I'm sexual in a relationship but I I never I was never like oh I need sex so bad that I need someone I was like just masturbate it's fine I just want to clarify when I say dig it's just a curiosity for me it's a fun time to get to know somebody yeah but you do love to get to know people Michelle that's very true like you love people what's the difference for you when it comes to the romantic and the platonic though or is there no difference oh there's a difference can I put it into words? We'll see. I I normally just don't have romantic feelings for people. And then when it happens, it's just like an explosion that just like keeps happening over and over again. And I'm like, are you laughing at me? <laughs> no. So that could be an analogy no, of sorts. No, no. Oh I'm not God. going there. I'm not doing it. I'm not going there. I'm going to reword it because somebody's going to go there. For when it comes to romance. Is it like an obsession for you? uh what's an obsession like the romance like some something you can't get off your mind i could get obsessed over friends though i think sometimes i'll just like have phases in my life where i can't stop thinking about a person i wouldn't necessarily call that romance i would just think it's a deep interest right Um, when you put yourself in the dating pool though mm -hmm. and you come with this um the, the mentality of, I just want to get to know every single person. Do you, Have you ever had somebody, like, get mad because you weren't romantically interested in them? Oh, absolutely. Because I've just, you, like, it, like you're wasting my time kind of thing. Because, like, I know that I, I know a few people who have told me stories of, like, yeah, I went out with this guy and it was a waste of time because he just oh. wanted to be friends or whatever. And it's like, okay, well... I mean, yeah. there's. I think that there's a real beauty in what you do, and like, every person is interesting, and I'm going to 100% throw myself in there to get to know them. Not necessarily romantically, because you don't owe them anything, but but just to see what happens. I just think that that's a really good way of doing it, and I know that some people, when it comes to dating, are just not built that way. Okay. So the complication that comes with that is when people do it, sometimes they'll just not be upfront and straightforward about the fact that I'm just looking for a connection, not anything sexual or romantic right now. Mm. So when I talk about getting to know people, what works best is being genuine with them 
back. So it's a give and take. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm straightforward with them from the beginning, there's less of a chance for complications like that because words are just so easy to use, use them. The only issue is sometimes things can be misconstrued depending on how you say a certain thing. What? That never happens. What are you talking about? (laughs) Enough. Okay, so going back, I think the difference for me... I just, I'll, I'll know. And I've only had like five crushes in my entire life, maybe less even. Like some of those didn't even count. Mm-hmm. I would never say that a date was a waste of time. Like that's a full person. That's a real person, you know? Yeah, but Michelle, you understand there's also people going on to like, let's say dating like apps that are going to find a life partner, trying to find love and not just trying to meet people. So there's different, like when I say that some people are like, oh, Vancouver is terrible for dating they mean they can't find that one person. It's a city full of friends. So I guess for you, it's perfect because you love, if it doesn't turn out to be romantic, you're like, well, I still met someone who was cool and I still got to like connect with someone. So it fulfills that part of you. But for people who are looking for love, that's what they mean. Like, I'm not being wooed, you know, like. I think when a person's looking for love, they're, I'm generalizing, but if you're looking and trying for love, then there's like an unspoken checklist that they're trying to fulfill there mm-hmm. and that could just whoa, whoa, whoa. what 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 checklist it's like what's the checklist I, well, I don't know i don't have the checklist <laughs> but i, I might have glanced over one at one time um <laughs> it's like things that you want in a person yeah and you know i feel like personally nobody owes me anything but if they want to talk about themselves with me then yeah but that's, you're, that's you're, cool but you're not looking for that one person no, I'm not looking for you. That. That's not your goal. But, but it would other be like, people's goals. of course, it would be nice. I'm not going to force it, though. I just like things to happen naturally, as do most people, obviously. Mm. I don't know. Over time uh, and doing it, when I used to do it frequently, I learned that the checklist just isn't a thing that should be a primary focus anymore. It should just be, this sounds selfish, but about me. Because making it about me also just in turn makes it about like me and the other person. Does that make any sense? Yes. What? Does it? (laughs) It's because once I get to know myself better. Yeah. And once I get more confident in my own skin, Mm -hmm. then I feel like the quote unquote right person is just going to be there. Yeah, I agree with what Manel No, that's great. Because I I feel that for you. I feel that you're looking for no one yet Mm -hmm. because you don't know what you're looking for because you're still getting to know what you want in someone else and in yourself. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's like when I met Alicia, I wasn't looking for like anything like that. And then when she finally, when we finally met each other, it was like, oh, yeah, box ticked. Yeah, because Alicia is your soulmate, correct? I don't know. I'm trying not to use that word anymore. No, that's great. I love that. Can you maybe tell the people what you call me? I've already told the people. I've talked about you before. Oh, have you? Yes. So, Alice, do you think that without any context, being called an anti-soulmate would be hurtful? <laughs> there, no. Michelle, stop it. Don't talk. It's fine. Alice? Um, The problem is that I, like... I've talked about this with Michelle because we talked about it on the Soulmates podcast. Mm-hmm. We mentioned you and Alicia. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand why mm-hmm. you would think so, but <laughs> coming from Michelle, it's not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm saying without context, though. Yes. If she were to just say to you, I think you're my anti-soulmate. Yeah, that means trash. It means trash, right? It's a stab in the back. 
stab in my heart, literally in front of my face, maybe. <laughs> but now that it's now that she's put it into words of what it is. Yeah. Yes, I definitely feel better about it. I still wish that there was like a different word for it. But like, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> there isn't. But there the thing is, is though, there must be. <laughs> there must be a better way to say it. Mm-mm. But now that I both have both of you guys here, mm-hmm. I, I feel like both of you have a platonic soulmate relationship in your life. Like you with Callan. Mm hmm. Michelle with Alicia. Mm-hmm. Um, when Michelle talks about how she feels like the soulmate thing, do you feel like this is what you're describing about Callan? How does she describe it about like, Alicia? She says that... Um, <laughs> I just said it. Yeah, she says that that's a friendship that you were not looking for. It just came upon you and it's just something that clicked. Like someone you feel like you would always have in your life yes. no matter what. We, we've only known each other for like, I want to say like four years. It feels like we've known each other our entire lives. Mm-hmm. We've made up a backstory where our mothers were rivals and we were like Romeo and Juliet in a platonic way. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for this connection and it happened upon me and I can't imagine my life without it. Okay. And yeah, I feel the same way about Michelle. Oh my gosh. It's because we're anti-soulmates. Yeah. <laughs> I feel very deeply for Melanie. She's very uniquely special to me. But you do think that in any other world, it would not have happened. This is a one-time university. Which is why I feel so lucky. I disagree, but that's fine. You're allowed to disagree. <laughs> I did look up the word platonic versus romantic online. Uh-huh. So romantic love is the feelings you would have for a partner or a spouse. While they may not necessarily be sexual, there is a sexual element to them and physical intimacy that is not usually present in other types of love. Platonic love does not have sexual feelings. So that would be the only difference is the sexual thing but when a person's asexual then what does it mean exactly Mm -hmm. that's why i don't No, but like i have had that though where i do want that intimacy level so it is possible for me it just takes time i guess i don't know i don't know what it was you know what happened he got a haircut (gasps) oh my god relatable was it that i don't know if it was if it was the fact that he got a haircut or he or it because he got a haircut, I could finally see him in a different way. He came to work one day, his hair was different, and something clicked. And I was like, whoa, what is this feeling? Whoa. And then that night was like really awkward because, <laughs> because we stay really late in the evening talking and stuff. And I was like, something's weird and off and I don't like this, but also I really like this. And yeah, something shifted. I am capable of it. It's just hard to find it for me. And that's okay as well because she's talking with oh, the gay sorry, neck. Really neck. <laughs> you were being too gay. Oh my god. I'm talking with my gay neck. I'm sorry. Settle down. Um, I know that I'm capable of finding it. It's just that all the men that I know in Vancouver treat me a certain way. Or, like, do something or really... I don't have any, like, deeply close male friends that I could talk to as much as I could this guy. Like, at that time of my life, he was probably the person who knew me best. Mm -hmm. Because we had intimate conversation. It was... There was depth to it. There was... we. I talked about things that I never talked about with anybody else. Mm-hmm. He did the same with me. We got to know each other on, on a level that I had never achieved with another man before. The reason why I feel like I am probably more straight than, than other people like to admit 
is is that I have these intimate levels of conversation and of closeness with women, but that feeling never happens. Ooh, okay. Have you ever considered the idea that you don't attribute it to a romantic uh, connection because of a heterosexual upbringing? No, because I'm open to it. And was everything surrounding you open, open to it as well? Like my my parents? Like parents, friends, school? Um, yeah. I don't know. Oh. They have never had any... Like my parents have never had any negative connotations when it came to who I would be in love with. I feel like I feel like they kind of were just waiting to see what would happen. Mm -hmm. And then based on what would happen, they would gauge a situation, you know, like I don't think they didn't have strong opinions for that kind of stuff. I have family who is gay and there's no when it came to my parents, at least my parents, no issue. Mm hmm. So I'm just thinking about for a person who does not have like a sex drive at all, they're through and through asexual. Sometimes the line is kind of blurred. Sometimes uh, I'll just like look at a friend and then I'll be like, I really just want to cuddle with that friend um, that has no romantic uh, attribution to it. Yeah. And that's but that's that's totally fine. Yeah, exactly. Like someone like the only difference has to be made from the people inside the relationship. Can I just say that I think cuddling should just be normalized for any type of friendship animals do it they fucking cuddle all the time oh don't we love it you know god when my dog and cat cuddle it makes me want to cry <laughs> yeah being able to touch another living being there there doesn't have to be anything romantic about that why is there so much importance on when you touch somebody uh, the oh this this definitely they they want to fuck me or whatever it's like because you know people Men, especially in some cases, are touch deprived and they have to connect it to something more because they weren't given that when they were growing up or as they became an adult still wasn't a normalized thing. I do agree it should be normalized, mm -hmm. but just because of, I don't know, parenting styles or it comes from history, styles. it comes from Middle Ages in Europe where men and women were separated and like when you touched a woman it meant mm -hmm. something and then it grew it into... meant that you had to marry her <laughs> yeah exactly and then it grew into or this throw her that... off a cliff yeah yeah and then when you hit another man with a glove it meant that you won a duel me personally i love cuddling i love hugging i love all that stuff when i like when i was in high school i didn't have any boundaries to that kind of stuff I do now. How come you put boundaries now and not in high school? Because I didn't understand the importance of understanding another person's boundaries. Oh, okay. I understand. Mm. Okay. I, I was just like, I like hugging. Boop. This is me. That doesn't mean that my friends didn't like it. So I am way more aware that Janessa, who is my roommate, she'll hug me when I really ask for it. But most of the time, she she she's not really a super touchy-feely person. My other friend, Michelle, not you... Um, doesn't like it at all. So I just don't do it. And then like when that shift happened in me, it was very interesting because she was like, why don't you hug me anymore? And I was like, because you don't like it. You know, I'm showing that I'm growing as a person, but it can definitely be a conversation because with Callan, when we were able to be in the same area together, yeah. like I, we would hold hands, we would cuddle, we would cu we would hug and all this stuff. Like it was just a different kind of in intimacy. I'll put quotes on that. But it was established. Like I we had to talk about it. Is there like I was like, I 
I really like cuddling. Are you good with that? And she's like, yeah, okay, great. And then with now we just do it, you know, like it's a, it can be a conversation that you have with your friend and then establishing the boundary and then seeing how, how intimate you can be with them physically. But like, I'm like so touch deprived right now because I'm trying not to touch people at work and like, but like, and 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 supermarkets are really hard people sometimes brush against me in the aisle i'm like I oh. <laughs> i'm trying not to like take all this um like energy of wanting to touch people and putting it on janessa too yeah it's like ah you just gotta be you know gotta hug myself and everything oh, um question for you guys yes why would you why is the title platonic versus romantic love i just wanted it to look cool but we're not you know it's not a competition there are five types of attraction okay i i I was wondering if that was a layer onto this that you wanted to add it was just trying to figure out the difference for someone who puts no like who wants no sex in a relationship and doesn't need any sex someone who's like on the asexual spectrum how would you make how would you differentiate your friends from your partner and that was the question like for me um i think it's a feeling that you get like if you're inside the relationship Mm -hmm. with your partner you don't need anyone else to see that there's a difference Mm -hmm. but the feelings that you feel inside and the love that you feel for that person obviously make it different but it to the world Mm -hmm. oh but you guys don't have sex well yeah but that doesn't mean anything like i could also have sex with someone i'm not in love with so i think asexual people like still have sex though yeah um some asexual people are highly romantic um and they will have sex and will get pleasure from it um knowing that their partner is enjoying it oh yeah Um, michelle we've talked about it you said that um your sexuality levels would match whoever you were in a relationship with yes so i sorry that was a bird i (laughs) like i i don't think by default i have like a natural drive it's all dependent on who i'm with Mm -hmm. that's not to say i would never initiate when it would come down to it but the amount of times would vary depending on the person and what's like you know like read the room kind of stuff um but no because you've said um you've said oh with Kala, it's a platonic romantic relationship and to me i was like Mm -hmm. can, can something be platonic and romantic just because we cuddle we just call it that and then oh, like yeah it's i guess it's the it's weird but it's a misuse of the word romantic in the sexual yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah yes 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 yes, yes. Okay. sorry 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 so sorry, it's platonic sorry, sorry. but you we guys just... cuddle and you guys love yeah. each other very much okay. like honestly when i say cuddle i could just mean i just want to be physically touching somebody it could be my foot on their butt yes that's what i want i gain energy from doing that with people from touching yeah, their butt with my foot <laughs> yeah i have a hard time if somebody touches me if i'm like low energy and somebody touches me i'm like i can't be touched right now like don't steal my yeah energy. yeah don't yeah. steal my energy you suck your best get out of <laughs> no, here no it's true <laughs> oh my goodness i feel like you know when you're like like either like in a lot of pain or like very depressed mm. or like having a bad day somebody like like touches you and you're like oh no like that happens depending on the person sometimes i feel like when i'm being touched by a person i for one 
am like hyper aware I'm just like this body part is now on this body part and I like (laughs) make sure not to move or like something like that and then for other people it's just like yeah that's a person I don't know what the difference is though because I've never like really attached it to there's people who are givers and people who are takers well I know yeah it's it's that and then also when people are interacting with me there is a difference and I don't know what the uh, the connection is towards each of those feelings like I'm hyper aware now that I'm being touched versus this is just a physical contact and I'm not hyper aware about it. Comfortable versus uncomfortable? Yeah, I guess comfortable would be the word to use for the second yeah. one. Why, why was that so hard to <laughs> Definitely. Come? I was like, it seems like you don't like and you're not uncomfortable with those people. Like if they touch you and you're like, your hand is on my arm. Well, I'm not uncomfortable for the first one. When I'm hyper aware, it doesn't mean I'm uncomfortable. It just means like my brain is just like occupied and I you know so this talk made me wonder if i were to get into like a relationship would this person be put off by the idea that i am genuinely interested in anybody not romantically of course but like open to a deep level of connection with anyone or is that where i have to learn how to draw a boundary well see that would be part of your list so i was on a call with a friend um 2 weeks ago and i actually talked about you michelle oh and He's in a relationship with a girl. He's been in a relationship for like six years or whatever. And they were together for four years before they broke up and they got together again. And I'm like, hey, when you got into the, this relationship with that girl, um, you told me like, and eh, we'll see where it's going. Like, like we've had problems before, but we got back together. And I was like, it seemed like you're not still not excited about it. And he was like, I don't know. Like, I go out with my friends. I try to do my own thing. But she like waits for me at home. And I was like, it seems to me like, you need her to love her friends as much as you like yours. And it seems like that's something that's bothering you. Like you always talk about how you want to do stuff, but you feel bad because she's at home alone. She's not like she's a homebody and she she's craving for your presence at home with her. Like she doesn't she's not like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Like, I just want to be alone at home. Like It doesn't matter. Like for me, say if I go out and she's at home, she's like, yeah, that's fine. You can go do your thing. I love being alone at home. Like it doesn't matter. And I was like, see, that's something that you put on the list when you look for someone. You want them to have, to love your friends and to love her friends a lot. He was like, yeah, my my friends are my family. Like, I love them. Like, I have to see them all the time. Um, I love meeting new people. And it's great if she wants to come. But the friendship is really important to me. Yeah. And it feels like when you talk about it, I was like, oh, yeah, like my friend Michelle, like same thing. Like, she loves her friends so much. I feel like she would have to be in a relationship with someone who loves her their friends as well. My favorite thing about people is how deeply they love things. It's just peaceful. Mm-hmm. I love love and I will continue to say it. I like seeing people be in love with each other. Yes. It's great. Love is great. Mm-hmm. I also like friend love and family love. Yeah. Just love in general. Love in general is a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, this has been really great, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, can I plug now? Yes, Melanie. Oh, Melanie. So where else where can, can we find, find you? you? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm doing a podcast as well. It's called Dessert Before Breakfast. It's a podcast where we watch the finale of a show with someone who's never seen it before. Mostly that person is me, and then I just get confused. And then and shenanigans is ensue. Uh, but yeah, again, it's called Dessert Before Breakfast. Find us anywhere that you can find your podcasts. And uh, amazing, yeah, go check it out. 
Yes, Dessert Before Breakfast yeah. is hosted by Melanie Germain and Mike Dorval. You can also find them on Instagram at... I think it's just called Dessert Before Breakfast. I don't know. I feel like you put periods in there or something. I think I put periods in there. Okay, well, in the name of um, the ace, the bi, and the holy gay, I uh, I bid you all good night. <laughs> no, it's it's the bi, the a, the super oh, gay. Oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> Yes, that's Actually, the one. Actually, you know what? I would love to be the holy. Gay. You are. You're the holy. The gay holy gay. Alex. Oh, sorry. The, the by the a the holy gay. Gay men. In the name of the by the a and the super gay. <laughs> oh my god. Amen. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh my god. T-shirts. No, I Hello? have to make that into the jingle. That's the jingle. <laughs>